Ashley Brock reading Nora Roberts' book, Rising Tides, Chapter 12. It was like walking wide awake into a dream, Grace thought, where you couldn't be sure what was going to happen next, but you just knew it would be wonderful. It was living inside a familiar world that had been polished into a constant state of anticipation and excitement. Days and nights were still filled with work, responsibilities, small joys, and petty annoyances. For now, with this full rush of love, the joy seemed huge, the annoyances minute. <laughs> Everything she ever read about love was true. She discovered the sunshine brighter, the air smelled fresher, flowers more colorful, the songs of birds more musical. Every cliche became a reality. There were stolen moments, an embrace outside the pub during a break, Left her generally and delighted and unable to sleep long after she went home. Slow, intense look filled with awareness. If she managed to linger long enough at the Quinn house to see him, it seemed she was in a constant state of yearning, only more acute now that she knew what could be, what would be. She wanted to touch and be touched to take that long, slow ride into pleasure and passion again. Side by side was yearning, was the endless frustration that left constantly intrude on dreams. There was never enough time to be alone, to simply be. Chapter on wondered if Ethan felt the same edgy need dog in his heels throughout his day. She thought it must be something inside her, some long-hidden sexual greed, and she didn't know whether to be delighted by it or mortified. She only knew that she wanted him constantly, and that with every day that was that would that one passed into another night alone. That would that want increased. She wondered if he would be shocked, worried that he would be. She needed, she needn't have. He only hoped he had timed it right, and that his excuse to Jim for taking him to catch before checking all the pots weren't as ridiculous and transparent as they'd seemed. He wasn't going to let guilt eat at him either. Ethan promised himself as he secured his boat at his home dock, he would work a couple extra hours that evening in the boatyard to make up for leaving Cam on his own that afternoon. If he didn't have one hour alone with Grace, if he didn't release some of this pressure that was building up, he'd go crazy. Then he'd be no good to anyone. And if she'd already finished up the house and left, well, he'd just have to hunt her down. That's all. He had enough control left, not to scare her or shock her, but he just couldn't get through another day without her. His grin became, began to spread when he came through the back door and saw that the morning untidiness had yet to be cleared away. The washer was rumbling in the laundry room. She hadn't finished. Started into the living room, looking for signs of it. The cushions were all smooth and plumped, the furniture dust-free and shiny. As the floor above his head gave a quick creak, he glanced up. At that moment, he thought fate was the most beautiful woman he'd ever known. Grace was in his bedroom, and what could be more perfect, it would be much easier to lure her into a daytime bed with him without jolting her sensibilities if she was already close by one. He started up the stairs, delighted when he heard her humming. And his system suffered a seasonally, sizzling lightning bolt of lust when he saw that she wasn't just close by his bed. She was all but in it. She leaned over, smoothing and tucking fresh sheets, her long legs showcasing ragged cutoffs. His blood raced, the roar of speed that left him breathless, that turned the low ache he'd learned to live with to a sharp and gnawing pain. He could see himself springing forward, dragging her on the bed, pulling and tearing at her clothes until he could hammer himself inside her. Because he could, because he wanted to, he made himself stand where he was until he was certain his control was firmly in place.
Grace. She straightened. Whirl pressed a hand to her heart. Oh, I. Oh, she couldn't speak. Could barely think coherently. What would he think? She wondered gently if he knew she'd been fantasizing while all naked and sweaty over those crisp clean sheets with them. Their cheeks had gone pale. Pink charming him. Didn't mean to sneak up on you. That's all right. She let out a long breath, but it did nothing to calm her racing heart. I didn't expect anyone to. What are you doing home so early in the day? Quickly, she clasped her hands together. Because they wanted to grab it. Are you sick? No. It's not even three o'clock. I know. He stepped into the room, saw her press her lips together and moisten them. Take it slow, he reminded himself. Don't smooth her. Aubrey's not with you. No, Julie's minding her. Julie got a new kitten, and Aubrey wanted to stay, so. He smelled the water, salt and sun, and made her lightheaded. Got some time. He came over. I wanted to see you alone. He did. I've been wanting to see you alone since we made love that night. He lifted his head, gently encircling the nap of her neck. I've been wanting you. He said quietly and lowered his mouth to hers. So soft, so tender. Her heart seemed to turn one long, loose somersault in her chest. Her knees went weak. They trembled even as she threw her arms around him as she answered that tentative kiss with a flash of heat. His fingers done and getting to her skin. His mouth bruised her. One wild and wicked moment, she thought he would take her where they stood, fast and frantic and free. And his hands gentle, smoothed over, his lips softened, brushing over her. Now, come to bed with me, he murmured. Come to bed with me. Even as he lowered her, covered her. She arched against him, wanting and willing, impatient with the clothes that separated her flesh from his. It seemed like years since he had last touched him, had last felt those hard planes, those iron muscles. Moaning his name, she tugged up his shirt, let her hands possess, and possessing me, they were housed. His breath came rugged, raggedly, burning his throat, her movements under him, urged him to hurry and hurry, but he was afraid he would bruise her if he didn't take time, didn't take care, so he fought the slow pace, he fought the slow pace, to taste rather than devour, to caress rather than demand, but wherever, whereas she had once seduced him, she now destroyed him, tucked off her shirt, found her naked beneath it, she saw his eyes flash, turned to the burning blue, that all but scorched her skin, he was careful, so careful not to bruise, not to frighten, slow, slow the pace, even while the brutal desire to take, to take more, take swiftly swarmed into him. And then his mouth was on her, sucking her in with a desperate hunger that threatened to consume them both. She threw her arm back, reached, but there was nothing to hold on to except empty air. He dragged her up. His mouth streaking down her torso, teeth scraping until grasping, gasping for air. She folded herself around him. He couldn't wait. No, it would kill him to wait. The only thought in his head was now, had to be now, and even though even that was wrapped in the rusty edges of primal need, he dug her shorts, cursing, and plunged his fingers inside her. She bucked, cried out, came. He watched her eyes go bleak, her head fall back so that the long line of her throat was there for him to feast on. Battling the vine urge to drive himself into her, he continued to taste until the 
sharp void was filled, and he freed himself from his jeans and slipped into her. She cried out again, her muscles clamping tight around him, and he lost his mind. Speed and heat and force more. He shoved her knees up and shook Struck deeper, harder, darkly thrilled when her nails bent into his shoulder. He plunged inside her, clothing with raw, blind greed. Sensation swamped her, scraped at her, stripping her into one shouldery mass of need. She thought she might die from it when the next orgasm slammed into her. A hard, hot fist she thought she had and went limp, her hands sliding from Ethan's stamped shoulders. The shivering flash of energy drained to leave her exhaustion. Exhausted, she heard his long, low groan, felt his body plunge, then stiffen when he collapsed on her, panting. Her lips curved into a smile of pure female satisfaction. The sunlight dazzled her eyes as she struck his, her hands down and over his hips. Ethan, she turned her head to kiss his hair. No, not yet, she murmured when he started. Not yet. He'd been rough with her. He cursed himself for allowing the knock and told Are you alright? I could lie here all day just like this. I didn't take the time I meant to. We don't have as much as most people. No. He looked at his head. You won't even tell me if I hurt you. So he looked for himself, careful, stu carefully studying her face. He saw in it the sleepy satisfaction of a woman. Well, if he heard, well, if hurriedly loved, I guess it didn't. <laughs> it was exciting. It was wonderful knowing he wanted me so much. Lazily, she tore a lock of his sun-tipped hair around her finger and hugged the gorgeously wicked sensation of being naked in bed with him in the middle of the day. I've been worried that I wanted you more than you could ever want me. You couldn't. To prove it, he kissed her long and saw deep. This isn't the way I want it for you. Cramming minutes alone between chores and using those minutes to jump into bed because it's all we've got. I've never made love in the middle of the day before. She thought, I liked it. In a long breath, he closed his brown hairs. It had been possible he would have spent the rest of the day right there inside her. We're going to have to figure out a way to find a little more time now and again. I've got tomorrow night off. You could come by for dinner and stay. I'll take you out somewhere. There's nowhere I want to go. I like it if we could have dinner in. And her smile said, I'll make you some tornado. I just got this new recipe. When he laughed, she threw her arms around him and chopped up. Another of the happiest moments of her life. Oh, I love you, Ethan. She was so giddy with it that it took her a moment to realize he was no longer laughing. Had gone very still. Her wildly bounded heart slowed and chilled. Maybe you don't want me to say that, but I can't help feeling it. I don't expect you to say it back. We were obligated to. His fingers pressed lightly against her lips to silence her. Give me a minute, Grace. <laughs> he said quietly. The system had flooded, rising tides of joy, hopes, fears, couldn't think past him, not clearly, but he knew her, knew that what he said now and how he said it would be vital important. I've had feelings for you for so long, and I can't remember when I didn't have them. It's been so, just, I've been just as long telling myself I shouldn't have them, so all of this has taken me some time to get used to. When he shifted this time, she didn't try to stop him. She nodded, warded his eyes and reached for his It's enough that you want me. Maybe even need me a little. It's enough for now, Ethan. This is also new to both of us. There's strong feelings, Grace. 
matter to me more than any other woman ever has. <laughs> she looked at him now. If he said it, she knew he meant it. Hope began to beat in her heart again. You have feelings for me, strong feelings. Why didn't you ever let me know? First, you weren't old enough. He pushed his hand through his hair, knowing that was an invasion, an excuse not the core of it. Couldn't tell her the core of it. And I wasn't real comfortable having that kind of thoughts and feelings for you. I was having when you were still in high school. <laughs> she could have leaped up in bed and danced since I was in high school. All this time? Yeah, all this time. And you were in love with somebody else, so I didn't have any right to feel anything about friendship. She let out a careful breath because it would be a confusion. Confession that she I was never in love with anybody else. It was always you, Jack. I never loved him, and everything that went wrong because it was more my fault than his. I wouldn't be the first man to touch me because I never thought you would. About the time I realized how foolish that was, I was pregnant. You can't say it was your fault. Yes, I can. To keep your hands busy, she ran to Tidy's bed. I knew he wasn't in love with me, but I married him because I was afraid not to. And for a while, I was ashamed, angry, and ashamed. She looked at the pillow, tucked it into the case. So one night, when I was lying in bed, thinking my life was over, and I felt this flutter inside me. She closed her eyes, pressed the pillow against I felt Aubrey, and it was so, so huge, that little flutter, that I wasn't ashamed or angry anymore. Jack gave me that. She opened her eyes again, carefully laid the pillow on the bed. I'm grateful to him, and I don't blame him for leaving. He never felt that flutter. Aubrey was never real to him. He was a coward and worse for leaving you weeks before the baby was born. Maybe, but I was a coward and worse for being with him, for marrying him, when I never had a fraction of a feeling for him that I did for you. <laughs> You're the bravest woman I know, Grace. It's easy to be brave when you have a child depending on you. Guess what I'm trying to tell you is that it, if I made a mistake, I was going so long without letting you know, you know that I loved you. Whatever feelings you have for me, Ethan, are more than I ever thought you would. And that's enough. I've been in love with you for the best part of ten years, and it's still not enough. <laughs> she picked up the second pillow, and now it slipped out of her hands. When tears went into her eyes, she closed them. He said, I thought I could live without ever hearing you say that. Now I need to hear you say it again so I can get my breath back. I love you, Grace. Her lips curved. Her eyes opened. You sound so serious. Almost sad when you say it. Wanting to see him smile again. She had out of hand. Maybe you should practice. His fingers had just touched hers when the screen door slammed downstairs. Feet pounding on the stairs, even as they jerked apart, says. Seth raced down the hall. He stared to a halt at the door of his room and stood, stared. Next at the bed, she's not quite smoothed out, the pillow on the floor, and his gay shits filled with a bitter fury that was much too daunting in the young face. You bastard! There was loathing in the tone as he snapped the kid, Ethan, then disgust as his eyes looked at me. I thought you were different! Seth! She took a step forward, but he turned on his heel and went, oh. Oh, God, Ethan. Or she started to rush after the boy. Ethan told him, no, I'll go after him. I know what he's feeling. Don't worry. He gave her an arm a squeeze before walking out. So she followed him to the steps where he's sick. She'd never seen such dark hate in the eyes of a child. Damn it, Seth. I told you to hurry up. Cam slammed in the front door just as Ethan hit the bottom of the steps. Cam glanced up, saw Grace. Well, the grand toe of his mouth. 
Oops. I don't have the lame jokes. He's in trouble. Like I said, just took off. What? Why? Struck him even before the word was out. Oh, shit. He must have gone out the back. I'm going after him. He shook his head or Cam confirmed. It's me he's pissed off at right now. It's me he figures let him down. I have to fix it. He glanced up where Grace sat and said, Look after her. He murmured to Cam and headed for the back door. Either knew Seth would have headed into the woods and he had to trust that the boy wouldn't run too far into the marsh. He was a survivor. He said thought but relief shimmied through him when he heard the rustle of brushing old leaves. It was simple enough to spot where set the beard off the path. He then pushed through tangled vines, the prickled briars and followed. Leaves on the trees that arched overhead blocked the glare and the worst of the sun's heat, but the humidity was immense. Sweat ran down Ethan's back dripped into his eyes as he patiently walked and waited. He was well aware that Seth was evading him, keeping a few yards ahead. Finally, he sat on a fallen log, deciding it would be easier to let the boy come to him. It took ten long minutes, with gnats swarming in clouds and mosquitoes snipping for blood. Seth finally emerged from the thicket and faced him. I'm not going back with you. Y'all but better. You try to make me, I'll just run away. I'm not going to make you do anything. From a seat on the lock, he decided he didn't. Seth's face was filthy, stretched with dirt and sweat, flushed with heat and fury. His legs and arms were thoroughly scratched from brushing through briars. They were going to sting like fury. The new Seth cold off enough to notice. You want to sit down and talk this out? He asked mildly. I don't believe anything you say. You're a liar. You're both fucking liars. You're going to try to tell me you weren't screwing each other. No, that's not what we were doing. Seth flew at him so fast, he didn't sort of guard enough to take the first fist solemnly in the jaw. He would think later, much later, that the kid threw a fine punch. But at the moment, it took all his concentration to wrestle Seth to the ground. I'll kill you, you bastard. I'll kill you as soon as I get a chance. He wriggled and struggled. And fought and waited for the rain of blows. Here's hold on. Frustrated at the slick, sweaty arms, kept sliding out of his grip. He even gave Seth a quick shake. You're not getting. You're not getting anywhere this way. I'm bigger than you are, and I'll just pin you down till you run out of steam. Take your hands off me, says Teeth with a son of a whore. It's a blow harder and more sharply aimed than the fist had been. Ethan caught his breath and also, yeah, that's what I am. That's why you and I know each other. You can run when I lay up, Seth. You can spill filth all over me. That's what people expect from son of whores. I'm gonna figure I'm gonna figure you want better for yourself than that. Ethan eats back. Sat on his heels and wiped the blood off his mouth. That's the second damn time he's punched me in the face. You try it again, and I'm gonna wallop your ass so you don't sit for a month. I hate your fucking guts. Fine, but you're gonna have to hate them for the right reasons. All you wanted was to get between her legs, and she spread them for you. Watch it. In a lightning move, he's and grabs that by the shirt, hauled him up to his knees. Don't you talk about her that way. You had no sense. Enough to recognize right of what kind of person Grace was. That's why you trust her. That's why you care about her. I don't give a shit about her, said Clayton. Had to swallow hard because the hot tears poured out. If you didn't, you wouldn't be so mad at both of us. 
won't be feeling like we let you down. He let Seth go and rubbed his hands over his face. He knew how miserably inept he could be at explaining emotions, especially his own. I want to talk to you straight. He dropped his hand. You're right about when, what went on before you came home. You're just wrong about what it meant. Seth's lips quivered in his mouth. I know what fucking means. Yeah. The way you know it, it's ugly. Sounds in the next room, fast groups in the dark, sour smells, money changing hands. Just because you didn't pay her doesn't be quiet. He even said patiently. I used to think that's all it was. It was the only kind there was. Hard and heartless, sometimes mean. All you want from the other is what you can get for yourself. So that makes it selfish too. You get some relief, pull your pants up and walk away. It's not always wrong. If it doesn't matter to either one of you, if it gets you through the night, it's not always wrong. That's not the only way. There sure hell isn't the best way. You remember now thinking that he hoped someone else would have such would explain such things to the boy when the time came, but it appeared that that time was now, and he was in charge. Couldn't say it. He couldn't say it all with a grand and wink. He can bite or smooth and fancy as Phillips really would. He can only speak from the heart and hope it was right. Sex can be the same as eating, just feeling the hunger. Sometimes you pay for a meal, sometimes you trade something, and if it's fair, you're giving as much as you're taking. Sex is just sex, it's just pretty, but they just pretty it up to some books and movies. You figure that's all there is between Anna and Cam? Said the movie shoulders, but he was thinking. They got something that matters and lasts, that lives, that lives get built on. It's not what you're growing up with or what I spent the first part of my life with. That's why I can't tell you straight. <laughs> Ethan pressed his fingers to his eyes and ignored the swarm of bugs and sweat. It's different when you care, when the other person is just, isn't just a face or a body that's convenient and willing. I've had that. Most people do along the way. It's different when it's just the one person who matters. It makes it right when it isn't all hunger pushing at you. When you want more than anything, you get back more than you take. I've never had with anyone what I have with grace. Seth shrugged and looked away. Not for Ethan saw the misery on face. I know you've got feelings for her and that the real and strong and important. Maybe part of you wanted to be wanted her to be perfect, not to have the needs of other women do. I think a bigger part of you wanted to protect her, make sure nobody hurt her. So I'm telling you what I just finished telling Grace. I love her. I've never loved anybody else. So I stared off into the marsh and hear it all over, but the worst of it was shame. Does she love you back? Yes, she does. Then if I can figure out why, said Dottie he knew why. Ethan was strong and didn't put on a big show. He did what he had to be done, what was right. I was going to take care of her when I got older. I guess you think that's pretty lame. No, he suddenly urgently wanted to pull the boy against him, but he knew the time he was on. No, I think that's pretty great. It makes me proud of you. Seth Gates flicked up and quickly went, I kind of, you know, love her, sort of. Not like I want to see her naked or anything. He had to cook just... I get it. He then clamped down on the tip of his tongue. Stop the chuckle. Quick surge of amusement. The leaf tastes finer than a nice beer on hot day. Kind of like she was a sister. Like you wanted the best for it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it. Softly, Ethan sucked air between It's got to be tough for a guy to walk in and see that his sister has been with some guy. I heard her. I wanted to.
Yeah, you did. You have to apologize if you want to put things right with her. She'll think I'm stupid. She won't talk to me. She wanted to come after you herself. By this time, I'd say she's pacing around backyard where it's sick. Sit sucked in, Seth sucked in a breath that was too close to a sob to suit, a, suit either. I razzled Cam until he brought me home from my ball glove, and when I saw when I saw you there, it made me think of how I could would come back to wherever Gloria was living. She'd be doing it with some guy. Her sex was business. He's in top both ugly and mean. It's hard to put those things aside and let yourself believe that there's a different way. So he's still working on it himself, even so careless. And making love when you care, when it matters, when things are right, it's clean. Seth sniffed, wiped out his eyes, matched, he muttered, Yeah, they're a bitch out here. You should have slugged me for saying that shit. You're right. He didn't decide it. I don't know. I'll slug you next time. Now let's go home. He rose, brushed off his pants, and held out a hand. Seth stared up at him. So kindness, patience, compassion, qualities in a man he made might have sneered at once because he found so little of them in any one who had touched his life. Put his hand in Ethan's and without realizing it, left there as they walked down the path. How come you didn't hit me back even once? Little boy, he just thought, you have too many hands raised against you in your short life. Maybe I was afraid you could take me. Seth snorted, waking freshly at tears, and still wanted to go, shit. Well, you're small. Ethan said, taking the cap from Seth's back pocket and sucked it down on Seth's head. But you're a wiry little bastard. Seth had to take long breaths as they came close to where the sunlight struck the edge of the woods. Slate and white light. He saw Grace, as Ethan had predicted, in the yard, hugging her arms as if she were chilled. She dropped them, took a quick step forward, then stopped. Ethan felt Seth's hand flexing his and gave it a quick encouraging squeeze. I'd go it'd go a long way to make things up to her, either moment. If you were to run up and hug her. Grace is big on hopes. It was what he wanted to do, but he was afraid to risk. He looked up at Ethan and jerked his shoulder. I guess I could able to make her feel better. <laughs> Ethan stood back. Watched the boy race across the lawn, watched Grace's face light with a smile as she threw open her arms to take him in. End of chapter 12.